0: Hey everybody, welcome to GRE Bites. My name is Davis. I'm an educator with 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, founder of Stellar GRE. We're here to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. For more information, you can always check out our website, StellarGRE.com. Okay, so let's paint a picture here. Mm -hmm. I've prepped for the GRE. Okay, great. I've taken all the Stellar GRE courses. Good idea. I'm confident to a degree of my ability to perform. Uh, but I also have grad school admissions coming up, deadlines, and I'm looking to schedule my test. So, do I rush into it? Do I wait a few months, take as many practice tests as I can beforehand? Like, what do I do it in the morning, the afternoon? When are these tests? What's the best time to schedule the test where I can ensure my highest
1: performance? These are great questions. So, uh... I'm going to preface this by saying that everybody's different, and so you need to examine yourself for what works best for you, so, but I'm going to give some general rules of thumb. Okay. So first of all, I recommend, my, my preference is to be one and done with this test. I'd rather take the test once, get what I need, and then move on with the rest of my life. To further that end, I need to be sufficiently confident that when I schedule the test, I can get what I need. I have to do that, and in order to do that, I have to uh, do some research and some Mm self-inquiry. Basically, if I'm scoring at or around my target level on full-length practice tests in a week or two before the test, I'm ready to take the test. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's unpack that a little bit. What's a target score? A target score is the median score for successful applicants at your top program of interest. So if you're applying, let's say, to GSB at Stanford, that has a quant median, I think, of 166. It's very high. Mm -hmm. But that's what you're shooting for. So if you can score on, let's say, your power prep diagnostics between a 165 and a 167, you're ready to go. You're scoring at around your target level. You should be able to schedule that test with confidence. Now, in the past, before COVID, you'd have to schedule a test months in advance because you'd have oh. to go to a testing center and certain times of the year were way busier than other times right. now we have the luxury of that home administration and basically you can schedule the test days in advance so okay. you have a lot more flexibility with timing and you can wait until you're scoring at around your target score at a consistent level to pull the trigger on that test mm-hmm. and that will increase the likelihood that you can be one and done mm-hmm. now is it the end of the world if you don't get what you need on your first attempt no you do have to wait three weeks before you can take it again and that means you will have to continue to study or even study more because you have to at least keep what you've maintained Mm -hmm. and if it wasn't enough you have to do something different so it prolongs your test prep experience at least a month it seems like maybe Mm -hmm. more Um, and test prep is kind of not a happy good times place you know, I love it, but most people don't want to hang out there indefinitely. It's kind of like a bardo. It's a it's a waiting room between two places. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a destination in and of itself for the vast majority of people, which I totally understand. So it's um I I I like to take like a boot camp approach to things. I hit it hard, I hit it fast, I make it a priority in my life. And if I do that. Usually, people can do that between two and three months, mm-hmm. and then they're ready to hit their target scores. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the two or three month window can change depending on a student's baseline mm-hmm. and also a student's target. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the bigger the gap between where they're starting and where they want to go, it may
0: take a little more time.
1: Obviously, yeah. you know, some people waltz in and they're, you know, they're they're brilliant on the verbal section and, and the writing, and they just need a little help on the quant. And so, basically, two thirds of the test are kind of taken care of for them, and so they get to have a more uh, targeted approach to their prep, which takes less time generally, right? right? So uh, that's when you know that you're ready to take the test. Now, with respect to when, like what time of day, that is actually an excellent question. So each person should examine himself or herself and determine when they're at their peak mental functioning. If I took the test at 8 a.m., I wouldn't have gotten a perfect score. That's just how my mind works. And you have you've gotten a perfect score a number of times. I've gotten a perfect score once on an actual one and done. One, what exactly. I don't I don't say to anybody else what I don't want for myself or right. what I don't do for myself. Right. I've taken oh scores of uh, ETS tests and practice tests and things like that. But when I've actually gone into a testing center for the official score, I've only done that once. I got a perfect score. I'm done with my life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my students would like to follow in that as well. So and have followed. They have. I've, yeah. I've helped students get perfect scores before. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, anyway, if I had to do that at 8 a.m., I'd be half asleep. I'm not a morning person. My mind would be foggy. I'd be sluggish. It's just it was really, really important that I find a time that was at my peak mental functioning, which is in the afternoon. I need a lot of time to wake up. I wanted to exercise, I wanted to do some practice, I wanted to feel fully awake and sharp, Mm -hmm. and then I sat for the exam. So it's better to change, if you can, to change the date if it means that it allows you to take the test at the time of day at which you're at your peak mental functioning. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, so this self-awareness examination study process, uh, people are... Potentially, they already know what you mean. They they might already be like, Oh yeah, I'm a morning person. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm sharpest at 8am. Some people are, but if someone's like, I have no idea when my peak mental functioning of the day is, what's the, Hmm. what are you looking at?
1: You know, to be honest, I haven't had that that problem. Most people, I think based on what you said, I think most people know. Okay. Most people know by the time they're in their twenties, whether they're a morning person or a, an afternoon person. So that general
0: or like eating a big meal or something, or are those, are those things as do you get down into like that granular detail about when not even necessarily when to schedule, but say you realize you're an afternoon person, but you also want to be focusing on these other aspects of what you do that day. Like you said, exercise or something like that.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I want to make sure that I'm well fed, whether it's a breakfast or a lunch, I want to be sure that the first questions I do that day are not the questions that count. A coach doesn't send you to the game cold. You have to run up and down the sidelines a little bit before he sub you in, right? Okay. So you don't want to warm up with the test. You want to warm up with practice problems beforehand. Nice. So you're already in the GRE zone when you sit down yeah, yeah, yeah. and hit question number one. So these, I like to do some some cardio. It gets the blood flowing. I wake up. I have a lot more light in my consciousness. That's important for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, i I treat the GRE like an academic Olympiad, which it kind of is. You're competing against the brightest people around the world who are trying to become doctors. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is the, the Olympics of standardized tests. It's at that global level and it's at that peak of performance. Mm -hmm. So I take, I take it very seriously. And these, you know, being half asleep, having low blood sugar, being foggy of mind, these things can have extremely detrimental effects on a student's performance. And I mean, why prep for three months if you're just going to show up, and be half asleep on the day of the test. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible. This is not a good idea, right? Yeah. So we've talked about when to schedule when you're scoring consistently at or around your target. Talked about your peak mental functioning. Um, there's also hard deadlines. So um, all grad school programs have dates at which you need to submit. They have they have application deadlines. Let's yep. put it that way. Yeah. Now here's something to consider, though, that there's two types of schools with respect to application deadlines and you each student has to do research to determine which type of school here she's dealing with mm-hmm. there are what i call cool schools and strict schools okay okay a cool school basically allows you the student to submit your unofficial gre score on the application prior to the deadline provided you at least had taken the test prior to the deadline. So for example, if the deadline is December 1st, if you took the test on November 30th, you could submit your unofficial scores the next day and be totally cool with respect to the deadline. Unofficial
0: scores meaning?
1: The scores that you receive immediately following your administration. Right. You get your unofficial scaled scores in Quantum Verbal two minutes after you finish the test. Right. But your official scores only show up in your My ETS portal about two weeks later. Gotcha. And even then, schools will require ETS itself to release the official scores to them. them, It it, it doesn't trust you even with communicating the official scores that are eventually communicated to you. So um, some schools are like that, and it's important to know if you're dealing with a cool school because it gives you a little bit more time to potentially prepare and to schedule the test. Mm -hmm. Now, there are strict schools. Strict schools, on the other hand, require you demand that they have, will have received the official scores from ETS prior to the application deadline. Mm-hmm. So if it's a December 1 deadline, they need to have received the scores from ETS by that time, which will take at least two weeks or 10 business days for that to happen, which means that your point of no return for a strict school is actually about two weeks before the official deadline. Mid-November. And you don't want to figure out which school you're dealing with in mid-November. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to create unnecessary stress and could even freeze you out of that year's application cycle. That's no bueno. So you want to do that research first. And the best way to do that is to write an email to the admissions department and say, the question you want to ask is very specific. It should be something like, um, do you need to have received the official scores from ETS prior to the application deadline or... Can I submit my unofficial scores from tests taken before the application deadline with the expectation that the official scores will follow after the deadline and confirm it's kind of wordy, but you you want to get all that in so that the uh, the choice is very clear for the person that you're speaking to,
0: right That makes a lot of sense. And so we've talked about on the front end uh, in terms of like timing your tests so that you make sure you hit these deadlines for a strict or a cool school. Mm -hmm. Um, what about like, say you've taken your GRE uh, a few years ago and are looking at applying or still looking at applying. Is there a time limit on which you can no longer, there is both, both a hard debt, like a hard time limit saying like this GRE uh, score is no longer even viable, but also like a perceptual, like, if, if it, or will schools look at it differently if it's like, oh, I took that two years ago? Or do you want
1: to be taking it the
0: always right, no. right before your application deadline? I mean,
1: uh, I think the sooner you can get through the GRE, the better. Okay. A lot of students come to me while they're still in undergrad or immediately out of undergrad because they're still in academic mode. They don't want to go to grad school right away, but they figure this is the time to sit for an academic standardized test. Mm-hmm. So they take the test and they just put the score in their back pocket. That score is valid for five years. Mm-hmm. So if they decide to go to grad school the next five years, that's, that's done. I think that's a, a perfectly reasonable strategy. Nice. Um, so that's the hard deadline. The scores are valid for five years. Yeah. With respect to the perception, there could be some of that. I, I can't speak to the individuals involved. I know that they shouldn't be mm-hmm. considering that because a, a test that was taken last week, Versus four years and eleven months ago, they're still equally valid, and so legally, the admissions folks should treat both of those scores as valid scores, i.e., exactly the same, yeah. and just compare them on the merits of their, uh, you know, the actual yeah. scores. Yeah. yeah. So um, there could be that perception. I-, I can't speak to that, but there there shouldn't be. Yeah. In an ideal world, they're not paying attention to that, and I. I think that that is less important. If you have a very good score from four years ago, I think that's enough. still
0: valid. You don't have to think about rescheduling tests. test. I wouldn't. Okay. No, that's great. So you've covered a lot of bases. You've covered time of day, depending on the individual you've covered. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to, after you're arriving at your target score, you don't want to push it more than a couple weeks from when you've hit that benchmark. Yep, striking the iron you, top. When you take the test. Um, and then you've talked about the admission, cool school, uh, strict school deadlines that you want to know beforehand before you're even considering scheduling it so that you can line everything up, right? Correct.
1: Correct. That's, that's awesome. Sorry.
0: No, that's great. I just wanted to make sure. So we're good. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another Bite Size episode of GRE Bites. If you have any topics you'd like to discuss on future episodes, let us know at stellargre at gmail.com. And if you're interested in either GRE prep or grad school consulting, check us out also at
1: stellargre.com. See you guys again. Bye-bye.